When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour, with your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Applegar. It's Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With these, with me as usual, co-host AJ Abagarth. What's up, man? Uh, AJ, you might be muted, or I can't hear you for some reason. Yep, I'm muted. There we go. Uh, awesome. So, so how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, doing well. So, yes, live broadcast. Glad, uh, glad I can be technologically advanced here for this. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm good. All right, man. So we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to do our AFC North preview uh, tonight. And But first, man, let's talk about MLB. And they're coming back. 60-game season. It's going to start roughly the middle of July, it sounds like. Middle to end of July. Um, although very interesting is coronaviruses or c- cases are climbing in Florida, Texas, California, and Arizona. Perfect. Not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Perfect timing. So uh, very interesting. But uh, that all thrown out the side. I don't want to talk about that. What is your thoughts on handling your fantasy baseball seasons? Uh, I mean, the only one I'm really in at this point, I think, is ours. So uh, I would say we're playing, I think. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty pretty balls deep in all my football stuff at this point. I, I'm over baseball, even though I'm wearing a baseball shirt. Uh, had to had to rep my uh, my new Father's Day gift from from a beautiful wife. So um, happy belated Father's Day to you, Joe, and to everybody else out there listening. Um, too, man. But yeah, it's um, I don't know. I mean, I, I am kind of excited to to watch baseball, but fantasy wise, it, it's just it's too hard to try to figure out how to do this in 60 games and six weeks worth of a regular season or just don't have playoffs. So, yeah, there's there's a lot going on with it. Yeah, you know, I've been talking with a couple of leagues that I run. One, the Fancy Six Pack League, with you know a couple of friends from back in the day when when we started it, uh, and a dynasty league that I'm in. And they're both head to head leagues. One's a point style league, one's categories. And what we've decided is, um, it looks like in in one league, um, head to head, that well, head to head is going to stay for both. Um, it looks like, but, um, for the points league, we're just going to do a head to head like season and we're going to play like three players, three teams a week. 
Um, and it looks like we're going to do the same thing in the fantasy six pack league, but we're going to have a, okay. I think we're going to have a playoff in the fantasy six pack league still. Um, it'll, I'm just going to knock it down from six teams to four teams and just have it be a two week season. Now our playoff weeks are usually two weeks. So it is totally different yeah. for our league. Uh, the thing we did with our fancy six pack league. Now, granted, we only do a twenty dollar league. It's just kind of for fun. Um, but we we got rid of the get rid of the, uh, the entry fee this year. Um, and then the other interesting thing is that because it's a, a four person keeper league, we decided that we're not going to count this year's draft at all. It, like after this year, we're just going to reset. Like keepers never happened, and you know, or until after keepers. And the biggest reason for that is Tyler Thompson, writer for fantasy six pack traded a bunch of his players at the end of 2019 for like seven or eight draft picks in 2020. And he's getting royally screwed. Yeah. If we were to count this season and not have him like get his legit shot. Um, now watch, he's going to win anyway. Cause <laughs> But, and he's probably going to be like, damn it, no, 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 I'm fine. Let's all pay for it again. Uh, but I just feel like it's just there's just too much unknown. I mean, even if we go through it, I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, if a player tests positive, they're going to have to quarantine for two weeks. So that's like 25% of the season almost. I think it was 23%. You know, you're talking Trout, right? He's got he's got the thing where, you know, his, his first baby, his first kid's going to be born. So he's going to go to that. I mean, so what, is he going to come back and have to quarantine also? It, there's just too much craziness. And who knows if they'll actually even be able to finish the season. And you know, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's what we've done. I, I'm curious to hear what other people are doing with their leagues. You know, I know like NFBC is just playing it out. I mean, but they, they have really no choice. Those are like high dollar leagues. And what are they going to do? It's a business. Like we're not a <laughs> – my leagues are not a business. They are for fun. Um so it's very, very interesting. All right. Uh, got a lot of football to talk about. So let's get to our beer of the week first, though. Mm, beer. All right, AJ, what you got? So it's uh, maybe a little harder to read than, than I'd hoped. But up on the, uh, the old flying dog chalkboard of beer here, we've got tonight's uh, 2X, 2X, your Citra. 2X, your fun. Double your citra, double your fun from Oliver Brewing. It's their double IPA, uh, eight percenter. Looks like a basically a, a spearmint can, so or a spearmint gum on the can. So I'm a fan. Had one of these the other night. It's pretty tasty, and I nice. decided I'd enjoy another one tonight as it started. I am, <laughs> I am doing the same as what I because I remember you telling me you had that beer the other night. I am drinking a Commonwealth. Brewing Company from Virginia, uh, Sovereign. It is a triple IPA. It's got Lotus and Sabro uh, hops in it. It is a triple IPA. I think it's about ten percent. Yep, ten percent. So it is a strong one, and it. I mean, it tastes strong, but it's like it's also good. Like it's not too strong, if you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Um, there are some triples that I've had where I'm just like, oh, this is disgusting. Um, this one, this one's good, man. I gave it four. And three quarters on untapped out of five. So uh, wow. definitely one of my faves. Heavy hitter. Yes. And this will be the only one I'm drinking tonight because <laughs> of that. <laughs> so. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Well, let's bring on our guest. Um, John Lapresto from Fantasy Six Pack. I uh, met him back in the day when 
uh, when we were both wrote for so-called fantasy experts. Uh, so, John, how you doing tonight? Thank you. You're still on mute. <laughs> that's that's two for two. Awesome. Two for awesome. two. I nailed <laughs> it. Nailed it right from the Love start. Love it. We're killing it tonight, guys. Awesome. Killing yeah, it. Yes. So what's going on, guys? Not uh, much. Ready to talk in some, there. Ready to talk some football. Ready to talk a- some AFC a- North, man. This is a uh, this is a power conference, man. I'm I was doing the notes for this, and I was like, I've got so many more questions than I wrote down, but only so much that we can do. Um, are we just we're just not going to talk about AJ's shirt, or I mean, uh, we we can uh, again. I I brought it up to uh, talk about how it's it's my my Father's Day present. It just arrived today. It was supposed to be here Tuesday, but. Got a little delayed with uh, with the shipping, I guess. So I got it today, and I was pretty stoked. So I could uh, broad broadcast it on tonight's show live. Uh, I mean, that and the stash the together are quite the uh, quite the combination. I'm not gonna lie, man. It, it's a look. I will say it's a look. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, like what kind of event would you wear that to? <laughs> um, podcasting in the basement. Um, it's solid. Also. Uh, you know, Hawaiian parties. It's it's a Hawaiian shirt. I don't know if you can really see sort all of, of it there, but wait, can uh, you show us the back? What, do we do the, a, a spin uh, Not comfortably. No, not with my my earbuds in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I I forgot to mention I'm I'm wearing the Father's Day gift too. It's uh it's hard to see, but it's you guys can go see it on my Twitter profile. It's the uh in a in a world full of full of daddy sharks, be a daddy corn. That's pretty funny. Uh, nice. <laughs> I picked that one out for me, uh, but it's it's my new it's my new profile pic on uh, on Twitter. So good times, good times. It. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I wore my Scott Fishbowl shirt last last week. I feel like I shouldn't wear t- the same shirt two weeks in a row, but yeah, I probably I mean, have. Have you guys talked about Fishbowl yet? Have we talked about it totally? Uh, briefly, but yeah. um. Touched on it a little bit. We can we, dig we into had, it more tonight, though, for sure. Yeah, we had Gary Haddow on, uh, oh, and nice. then same same show. We talked about Raz Bowl, so we you know just just touched it a little bit. But I do want to ask you though before we jump into everything. So you're in it again for the however many consecutive year. Um, you are a former runner up, and a yeah. other year where you were in the in the finals as well so definitely yeah. lots of success from from this guy on the on the call um what are you thinking about this year's scoring and uh the changes to the quarterbacks and everything else so yeah and- i would i would first like to thank jason garrett for ruining my chances of winning uh the year i finished runner-up he decided to waste his best trick play in the fourth quarter of a meaningless game where Des Bryant threw a touchdown to Jason Witten, oh. which didn't matter whatsoever and just sealed my hatred for Garrett as a coach. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this year's, this year's scoring is pretty crazy. Um, I've, I've been doing some mocks all week and, and basically what I'm seeing is, you know, quarterbacks are flying off the board. I don't know if that's going to be consistent once the, the actual draft gets here, but quarterbacks are flying off the board. Running back is unusually thin, I feel like. The last few years, maybe four or five years, we've been getting away from the running back, running back strategy to start. And, you know, that's kind of the old school thinking. But this year, I don't know, man. It's uh, 
it's it's real thin, real quick. Whereas wide receiver, you know, you get down to round seven, eight, nine, ten. There's still quality guys there. Yeah, no, I'm feeling you on that. Um, I don't want to give away too much of my strategy, but let's just say quarterbacks and running backs are probably going to be very early picks for me, and pretty often early picks for me. Yeah. Uh, so, what what pick did you get? I got three. Okay. So. Yeah, basically I'm sitting, I'm sitting at two i mean i'm not gonna <laughs> there's probably no secret here i'm going either mccaffrey mahomes or lamar with one of those top three that was why i wanted and asked for top three yeah uh, because i was perfectly happy getting any of them yeah so I, i'm in the same boat or similar boat I, i'm pick four and um i was thinking there's a top six guys that i want and with the shortened off season, I'm thinking that there just might be some more injuries than we usually see. And, and maybe the coronavirus is a factor where guys have to sit out yeah. because of quarantine. So yeah. I figure if there's a top six guys that I'm interested in, if I ask for pick four, you know, I'm giving myself some, some leeway with those variables this year. So yeah, that was absolutely. My, my thought. Yeah, they, we, uh, funny you talk about the, you know the injuries because of the short off season and and things like that. We talked with uh, Eric at home from from Yahoo last week, and he mentioned the exact same thing. And I, and I it's spot on. I mean, it's it's gonna happen. People just aren't yeah. gonna be as, as in condition, and those uh, you know those soft tissue injuries are gonna happen a lot more. We've seen it in the past with shortened off seasons. So yeah. All right, man. Well, let's jump into this AFC North. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go position by position. We'll roll through some ADP real quick on, on the more important players, some few questions on, on some guys. Um, but before we do that, we got to ask like a, a hot question, hot topic question for, for the division. And tonight's is, you know, Baltimore pretty much ran away with this division last year. Um, but you know, big Ben was hurt. Um, the, the entire Steelers offense was hurt. It felt like, um, you know, S- Cleveland was awful, even though they should have been much better. It felt like, uh, so maybe they're going to rebound and then like a young Cincinnati squad who got, you know, Joe Burrow. So maybe they can be dangerous. Can Baltimore still run away with this division or will they? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Easy answer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that there's no doubt Cleveland is going to be better. They can't be any more dysfunctional than they were last year. The coach, you know, that they had last year had no concept of what he was doing in, in regards to running an actual team. Um, you know, no disrespect, I guess, but it was really bad. Um, you know, Stefanski coming in, I mean, he at least, you know, was, was learning under um, Kubiak and Zimmer. So he should, you know, be able to bring some some um, continuity to the squad. They're going to be better. They upgraded the offensive line. Uh, they brought in Austin Hooper. Um, you know, they're they're good on defense. You know, they're, so they'll be better. But Baltimore is is uh, is to me just far and away the most talented and probably the most uh, like. I mean, they they were just mean last year, like just steamrolling people. I mean, yeah. they they know what they are, they know what they're good at. They drafted for it again. They they're they're a powerhouse. 
Yeah, I yeah. really like the way they drafted this year. Honestly, I mean, like you said, they went after what they wanted to maintain this this guys that they have, and you know, got a stud running back and Dobbins, yep. uh, you know, a stud linebacker in in Queen. So, you know, they they just built around what they have been doing and what they've been succeeding at. So, I, I like them to easily win it again i don't know if they're gonna run away with it as easily as they did last year obviously but um i think the other three teams are gonna kind of beat up on each other and baltimore is just gonna jump in that party and beat up on all of them too so i I see them definitely being a possible possible one seed again this year but definitely within the top three seeds yeah, I agree. So not much else to add to that. Honestly, you guys pretty much hit, hit it all. So let's jump in here to the quarterbacks. Uh, obviously highlighted by Lamar Jackson, number one ADP, according to Fantasy Pros. Uh, Baker Mayfield comes in at 14. Big Ben comes in at 16. And Joe Burrow comes in at 18. I'm going to start here right with Lamar and John, I think everybody expects there to be regression from Lamar. Nobody's expecting the the crazy season he had last year. But yeah. I mean, even with some regression, can he be – or w- let me ask – not can he. The, the, obviously, we know he can. But will he be QB1? Well, I think – I mean, this is the trap we all fall into is, you know, we, we always – you know, we, we always take the guy who did it last year. And this goes back to – like Culpepper and Vic and Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning and Brady and now Mahomes. I mean, we always do this. This is, this is a record that goes around every year in fantasy football is the quarterback who was quarterback one last year is going to be the guy who's going to be quarterback one again. And it never happens. Especially when it's like a young guy, you're like, Oh, he's just going to get better. Like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And the thing is he literally can't get better. So I was, I was doing some research before the show and so I, I looked, looked this up and, and he is literally, he's one of two players in NFL history that completed 66% or more of his passes through for at least 36 touchdowns and six or fewer interceptions. The other was uh, Aaron Rodgers in 2011. Mm-hmm. And that's not even incorporating his rushing into the mix. Yeah. I mean, that's so literally he was like an elite all time passer last season uh, um, as much as that must upset Bill Polian who wanted to draft him as a wide receiver. Um, but yeah, I mean, he literally can't get better than that. His touchdown rate uh, was 9%. Yeah. That's not repeatable. It's just never going to happen. No. Um, like, you know, and so for people who don't know what that is, I mean, like some other ones from last year from, from top guys, Mahomes was 5.4. Watson was 5.3. Russ was six. Breeze had an amazing year and he was 7.1. Yeah. Um, no, that is really it, good. Yeah. And the, the year Mahomes had his 50 touchdowns, he was 8.6. And so Lamar was at nine ahead of all these dudes. There's just no way. Uh, I mean, I love Lamar and I think he will probably finish as a top three quarterback. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't. But I mean, I'm not going to pay the price and fall the fall in the trap that we literally fall into every single season. 
at some point you have to learn from your mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean he's going around one in some drafts, man. Like it's crazy. Uh, I, I will not do it in, in a regular redraft. Now Scott yeah. fish is a little bit different because, yeah, uh, you know, he gives you that safety. Yeah. Uh, it, even regression wise, you know, he could still finish QB one, but it's just not going to be that like out of this world. Good compared yeah. to the other quarterbacks. And you, you know, you, you do have to remember that Mahomes missed what two and a half ish games to yeah, and, two? and and he was banged up for another two. I think. Yeah. Like he was not, he didn't come back a hundred percent. Yeah. So like he might have, and he's almost like, he's still almost as good, you know, oh, points yeah. wise there, you know, at least average wise. So, I'm uh, I've got them like pretty much. I could flip a coin between the two of them if I had to pick QB one as far as my draft rankings. But yeah, I, I'm with you on the Lamar thing. I'm not going to pay the price in redraft leagues. Yeah, and I and the other thing, just real quick before AJ jumps in, is you know you have to pay attention to the settings in your league too because if there's if there's a league where it's six points for a passing touchdown, you know I'm taking Mahomes ahead of that uh, ahead of Lamar. Um, yeah, you know, it's in the four points for passing and six for rushing, you know, the argument is there for Lamar and it makes makes a lot of sense. But, you know, you just want to make sure you're looking at your your settings. No, that makes perfect sense. AJ, you got anything else to add or you want to move on? No, we can uh, we can move on. I, I mean, I think he'll probably also finish top three. But, you know, that's to where he's going to be. I mean, especially for fantasy with the rushing you're going to you're going to see those points. So um, but yeah, flipping on the uh, the opposite side here, we'll go with the the, the terrible towels uh, up in Pittsburgh and talk about Mr. <clears throat> Big Ben Roethlisberger. Look, Ben came off an amazing 2018, uh, but then he had a very, very forgettable 2019, uh, including the lone game that he really played in in week one against Patriots. So with age creeping up on him and everything else, I mean, are, are we thinking that Ben can stay healthy? Uh, and if so, you know, what, what are you expecting to see as a full season out of him without, um, you know, without Antonio Brown? Yeah. Um, you know, I think you have to go into your draft, either assuming that Roethlisberger is a hundred percent healthy and that he's going to be fine, or or he's a stay away. I, I don't think there's, you know, like the way, way his ADP is right now, it feels like it, people are kind of hedging. Um, I just don't see why you would do that. I, I To me, you either think his elbow is bad, or you think his elbow is okay. Um, you know, if, I, if I'm watching preseason and he, he looks bad, and he, you know, he's grabbing his elbow and they're, you know, he's got ice on it on the sideline and, you know, then I'm staying away completely. Um, but otherwise I think you have to look at it like he's healthy. You have to look at it like he's in an offense that he knows what he's doing. He's got weapons. He's got Deontay Johnson. He's got Juju back healthy. He's got mm-hmm. Connor. He's got, you know, they added McFarland. He's got uh, Vance McDonald and Ebron. They have an elite offensive line. You know, I don't. I don't think Roethlisberger has the upside to finish in you know the top five, six. But you know, he's a guy who you can get later that's going to finish, you know, top twelve, thirteen. And you know, if you're waiting on quarterback, that's exactly what you want to look for. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like big Ben. I mean, if, if he can stay healthy, I mean, I think he's, I think he's top 10 quarterback, you know, possibility. Um, it's just, you know, he's getting out there at age. He takes a lot of hits cause he holds the ball. Um, but he's still got the weapons. I mean, yeah, without Antonio Brown is going to be a different story for him. Um, he, you know, we obviously we didn't see much out of him that first game without him. Uh, didn't look good, but I mean, I think Juju can still be good, and you know, they added Claypool and things like that. So I, I, I can still th- see big things from him, but I'm not taking him very early. I think you, I mean, you don't, and you don't need to. So right, no, he he's going to hang around uh, yeah. until later. Um, I mean, the strength of schedule for Pittsburgh this year, from you know, <clears throat> from his standpoint, is kind of middle of the road, a little better than middle of the road. So. That helps him a little bit, but I mean, he still he still knows what he's doing. Yeah, he is older. He he takes a lot of hits, but he doesn't fall down very often. So, um, you know, that's the the good thing about it with him. But you know, uh, the the other thing too to I think to remember with Roethlisberger um, that we probably forget because we don't associate Roethlisberger with last year, but the Steelers' defense was really good last year. Mm-hmm. And that means they're not going to have to. If if the the defense is is that um, is that on uh, on top of things again, I mean they're not going to have to air it out forty five times a game, yeah. forty times a game. You know, Roethlisberger isn't going to have these big uh, these big five hundred yard blow up weeks if that defense looks anything like it did last year. Um, you know, that's why I don't think he's got the potential to finish you know higher than like an eight or nine. Um, I, I mean, I'm still fine with him. I don't think he's going to lose you games, but you know, I just think it's important to remember that. And I don't think a lot, I don't see a lot of people talking about the defense. I think because they don't associate Ben with, with playing last year and it's just out of sight, out of mind. No, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. But I mean, he, he's a, he's a great like QB two target in my opinion. And, and this is one of the only years that I've ever been like, gung-ho about taking a QB2. I feel like the streaming is in is the streaming is sort of starting to go out the window because so many people are now like onto that. So it's hard to do it because if there's five or six teams trying to do it, you just need reliable guys you can swap back and forth. So if I can get two, I'll be okay and just swap them back and forth and hopefully one just crushes. Um, yeah. but let's move on here to um you know we alluded to it earlier with with the uh down season for Cleveland. Baker Mayfield, man, he was off the charts hype last year. Like QB five or something like that being drafted. He had a good rookie season, you know, when he played, you know, he led that team to quite a few wins. But man, things came crashing back to earth pretty quick. I don't know if it was just, you know, they got in their own heads. They're a little too cocky about things. They signed OBJ. But I mean, who's the real Baker? Is it is it the end of 2018 or is it 2019? Wait, why? Why did you say that? Because they signed OBJ. Are you are you insinuating that he had something to do with no, this? No, I'm saying like you know that kind of it was all it was egos. all that bling with his watches. I'm saying like that inflated their egos, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, we're unstoppable because yeah. we got this guy." Right? That's it's not it's not because of him, but hey, yeah. he honestly could be. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean Baker even said it. Uh, I think at some point this off season that you know maybe he didn't. It was something to the effect of he could have worked harder or prepared differently or, or something to that effect. And, you know, he recognized that, that he wasn't the the player he needed to be last year. I mean, I think I, I am going to put a lot of it on the coach. Um, 
Yeah. I, you know, it, it was, I mean, dysfunctional is an understatement. For the, for the team to be as talented as they were, to look as bad as they did, it's just a lack of, of leadership. Um, the offensive line being an absolute train wreck didn't help. Uh, I think the thing that we saw Baker's rookie year is what we saw from him in college, which is that, you know, if he gets time, you know, he can he can read the defense and he's one of the more accurate guys we've seen come out um, in the last few years. Uh, or he, he that was his pedigree anyway. But um, last year, what we saw is because the line was so bad, they just blitzed the crap out of him. Yeah. And I, I think he was like third or fourth in the league in terms of uh, blitz rate against him. And it, you know, their line just didn't do him any favors. And I think I think it's reasonable to assume that he was trying to do too much, that he bought into his own hype, that he was trying to make a big play when there wasn't one there. And I, I'm willing to give him a pass on last year. I, I think the team is too talented. I think he's too talented. I like what I've heard from him in the offseason. I'm, I'm willing to give him a pass. Yeah, and, and they're getting a key piece of that offensive line back. I forget the guy's name who got hurt like super early uh, in the preseason. Uh, but they, they and it was a rookie, right? Or am I thinking of Cleveland or Cincinnati? I mean, you're thinking of Cincinnati. Oh, but, yeah, but, yeah. But, um, but Cleveland, they went out and they got uh, Jack Conklin. Mm-hmm. And then they drafted a kid uh, in the first round. And, you know, and then with. Um, with Hunt being available for the full season now. And they went out and added uh, Austin Hooper. You know, they're, so they're going to be running a lot of 12 personnel, which is going to help Baker. I I think it lines up for him to have a good year. It just depends on how good you think it's going to be, you know, and does he break out of that kind of 12 to 15, 16 range, that tier? You know, is he that big a difference maker at 12 than he would be at 15, 16. I think that's the question. You just have to pick, figure out which tier you want him in. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think the interesting thing with, with uh, Cleveland, like you said, the, the line definitely had some issues. I mean, they, they finished 2018 as second-ranked offensive line, you know, on, on some sites. But then last year they were 23rd. So they had a massive drop-off, and, and that definitely hurt. Baker in being able to have time and do what he needs to do back there. Um, I do think there was also a ton of hype coming into the season with this team. Um, and, and it just, it got to them. Um, so I think he can definitely rebound. I mean, that's, that's not really hard to do with what he did. I feel like, yeah. but um, I, I like to see some more out of him and, and see him get closer to, to what he did in his rookie year. So I wanted to ask you guys, I was looking at, um, who he's kind of ranked around in as far as ADP goes. And like, it's tough because I, I like Baker um, and I would be fine if, if, if my strategy is to like just pound wide receiver running back tight end and then do what Joe was talking about, which is take two quarterbacks. I'd be mm-hmm. fine with Baker and Roethlisberger as my two guys, something like that. But I wanted to ask you guys like who, who are you knocking out of that tier to move Baker up? You know, in that, are you, like, are you putting him above Brady? Are you putting him above um, Cousins? Are you putting him above Tannehill, Breeze? Like, where where do you guys have him? 
I mean, I personally, Cousins is is decent. He's consistent, but it's not a passing offense, and we we saw that. Definitely last year. So with a with a healthy and he club. lost Diggs. So yeah, he lost Diggs. I mean, he got Jefferson in there, which is is a nice get, but he's still a rookie. So I would I would be okay taking Baker definitely ahead of of Cousins uh, and Tannehill. I, I think Tannehill's kind of due for a little bit of regression. Um, what mean, about he Brady? Was, he was amazing last year, but. Mm. Uh, I still don't know what to make of Brady now that he has all these weapons again. I definitely think he's going to have more upside than he's had the past few years in New England. And it's a younger group of guys. They're all energized. You know, the running backs are are still really young with Rojo and, and uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, Team Rojo. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Rojo better as well. I'm not buying into the Vaughn hype yet. Yeah. Um, give it till week three when he like blows up and you know, then maybe I change my tune, but I don't know. I, I think, um, I think Brady's always been a guy who likes to pass it around though. And he's got all these different weapons there. So I think he will have a better season. Um, it just depends on the league though. I, the league and the setup. I, like. I've got Brady pretty high. I've got Brady inside my top 10. Um, you know, I've got Baker in the, high teens right now you know i've got guys like stafford i've got big ben ahead of him i'm i'm, I'm a big ben like believer he's gonna bounce back um i've got Tannehill right ahead of him i'm not i'm just really not moving him up i mean this is he is where he is I've, i do have cousins below him i'm not a i'm not a cousins guy this year um i think he's he's safe but he's not flashy he's, he's gonna have a tough time having big games dealing it's just injured a lot, and he just didn't get the job done as the number one when Diggs was out. It seemed like time and time again. And, yeah, we all like Justin Jefferson, but rookie wide receivers, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing to look at, too, is, is you know, uh, according to Fantasy Pros, you know, Baker's looking at the fourth easiest schedule for a quarterback. So you got to like that. Yeah. Uh, so that, that definitely weighs in a little bit. I mean, those numbers – in green tend to jump at me a little bit. I'm a flashy color guy. As if yeah. you couldn't tell by my shirt. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> That's staying on brand. I like it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I think, I mean, I think this is a good conversation to have because I, I think what it does is it points out that if you are a Baker guy, you can wait. Um, yeah. You, you know, it just is, is more evidence that, you know, you can go ahead and, and pound the, the skill positions earlier um, as well as later and still end up with, with you know, one or two of your guys at quarterback. I think a lot of people are buying into the Daniel Jones hype and moving him up. Um, I think Baker probably ends up going around where Aaron Rodgers goes, probably like that golf Aaron Rodgers, Roethlisberger tier. I bet Rodgers goes... 12 13 ish range just because is the name stupid yeah i mean they just didn't add anything though. no they didn't but no. it's aaron Rodgers, and you know people are what, gonna do it what i really want to see is if if and i'm not hoping for this only for this other reason i'm about to mention the the season is canceled i want to see a commercial commercial off between aaron <laughs> Rodgers and baker mayfield 
because we've got discount double checks and we've got plumbing toilet stalls and parties in a stadium. So I think that could be I think that could be good. I like it. It's fine with me. All right, let's move on to the last question here, AJ, for quarterbacks. All right, sorry, sorry. Caught me uh, mid-gulp there. All right. All right, so quarterbacks. We got Mr. Number one pick himself, Joe Burrow. So, I mean, since he he did pretty well in this draft, I feel like they went out, they got a lot of good weapons, um, you know, within the draft itself with Burrow and T. Higgins. They've already got some weapons there, uh, as it is with Boyd and Mixon. So, do you think that he's going to be a reliable rookie quarterback? No, um, <laughs> I don't. And and I think it's not going to be any fault of his. But I think, you know, at, at a lot of the sites that you look at that do the rankings for offensive line, they either have the Bengals as the worst or the second yeah. worst. Um, and I don't know that that coach and that coaching staff is enough to overcome that. Um, I, I believe in Burrow. I think next year, if they address the offensive line, I think Burrow is one of those guys that can make a big jump, you know, where we're talking about him as, you know, quarterback, you know, maybe eight or nine next year, as opposed to where he's going now, but no, I'm not buying it. Um, the line is so bad. The coaching staff is unproven. I, I don't see I don't see any reason to take Burrow. You know, if, if you're in a super flex league, that's one thing. Um, and I and I like him as a quarterback too, who can have some big weeks. You know, maybe kind of like what we saw from uh, Daniel Jones last year, where he's got spikes and he's got some some big weeks. But but to bank on that, I think is a mistake. Uh, I, you know, he's got, he's got some sneaky legs to him, you know, that'll give you an extra couple points a game. That's nice, but he's going to make mistakes. The coaching staff is going to make mistakes. The offensive line is putrid. That's a, that's a pass for me. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't, I don't like to, uh, I don't like to take rookie quarterbacks anyway, but you know, as a, I wouldn't mind taking a chance on him as my QB too. If I'm taking one, but yeah, otherwise I'm staying away, obviously. So, um, let's move on to some running backs here. So, quick run through the ADP. We got Joe Mixon at seven. This is running back seven, by the way. Uh, Nick Chubb at nine. We got Mark Ingram at twenty. James Conner at twenty-one. Kareem Hunt at twenty-nine. And then it's a big drop to the next guys, but. J.K. Dobbs at forty-two. Jalen Samuels at fifty-nine. Justice Hill at sixty. Bernard is 64 and McFarlane is 66. I wasn't going to go that deep, but I saw McFarlane and I felt like I wanted to mention that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Joe Mixon, let's start here. So he's getting a lot of love uh, after finishing RB4 from week 10 and on last year. I mean, miserable through the first half. Uh, to no fault of his own, honestly. He just wasn't getting used. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> since he all of a sudden after the bye week was like, um, yeah, we're going to give our best player the ball. And it worked. Yeah. Uh, not that they won games or anything, but it, but it worked, right? Yeah. At least he yeah. did well. Well, I, are we buying into the first half or the second half of last season more? Because his ADP is first half or second yeah. half of the season, right? I mean, everybody is everybody's on board. Um, truthfully, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I I mixing the player. I love mixing the player. I think he is top 
handful of talented running backs in the league, guy who can do it all. If he was on a team with a good offensive line, I think he could be in the conversation for RB1 with uh, Saquon and with Zeke and CMC. Um, but that's just not the situation he's in. Uh, they, Like you said, they used him last year. But I also felt like they were in a situation where they had to use him last year because everybody else was banged up. I think Boyd was banged up at the end of the year. Um you know, they were had Dalton in and out of the lineup. I mean, at some point, you just have to kind of lean on the guy that you, at least you know what you're going to get. I, Mixon, I, I think he's going to be good. I think he will be a top 10 back, a top 12 mm-hmm. back. He's one of, what, like seven or eight guys who you know are going to play on first, second, and third down. I mean, there's value in that. Um, but... No, I don't think he's gonna going to meet the expectations for people who are looking at the last like five or six games. I think two two of those games um, were against Cleveland, who was just a, a mess at the end of the year. I think he had like, like four hundred yards or three hundred fifty yards in those two games against Cleveland at the end of the season. So that's possible. I did not look at the schedule, but yeah, I know he, he, he crushed it pretty hard those last yeah, few weeks. For yeah. Sure. And he's a yeah. great player, but he's not on a great team. He doesn't have a great coach and he doesn't have a great offensive line. It's, yeah. That's going to, that's going to come back to haunt them. You know, pro football focus has their line at 30th out of 32. So it, unless they address that, like you said, in the off season, uh, you know, after this year, they're they're gonna need to do something. They have too much young talent back there to to risk injury upon with Mixon and Burrow. Um, so moving on here, uh, we talk about Cleveland again. We got we got Chubb. Uh, he was RB five before Hunt returned last season, and then he dropped all the way down to RB fifteen afterwards. Uh, and Hunt became RB nineteen in half the games. So why is it that Chubb is still RB nine on draft day? Because he's not going to lose you your league, um, you know. Like they, you know, that some people buy into that saying where you can't win your league in the first round, but you can lose it. Mm-hmm. I, to me, Chubb is like the poster child for that saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, everybody. I think everybody at this point knows the hunt stats last year. You know, the splits. Um, I think everybody realizes that Hunt is going to take away. You know, probably a decent chunk of targets in the passing game for Chubb, but uh, you know, Chubb—he's got a good offensive line. He's an elite talent. The coach comes from um, a strong running game. You know, under Kubiak, they had—we saw what they did with Dalvin Cook last year. Um, you know, he's durable. We've we've have we have enough of a sample size now to know that. I, I there just aren't. For as thin as the running back position gets, and as many guys as there are that where there's somebody else in the backfield to compete with, I mean Chubb is is you know there's a lot of questions that we don't have about Chubb, and that checks a lot of boxes, and I'm good with Chubb where he is. I'm good taking Chubb and then waiting, you know, another three or four rounds to take a running back if I can. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not huge on Chubb this year. I'm passing on him and, and, and where he's going, so I probably won't own him anywhere. But 
I don't know. It's it's a weird situation there in Cleveland, but let's jump over here to the Baltimore Ravens where we got newcomer J.K. Dobbins, who I really liked coming out of college. Um, lands in a really good spot for, in my opinion, dynasty. Yeah, next year I'm all uh, in. Next year, man, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, totally on this guy. Uh, yeah. But do we think he impacts Mark Ingram this year to the point where you need to fade him? Um, no, uh, to, to fade Ingram, you're saying, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think that it's realistic to expect that they're going to want to run Lamar less than they did last year. You know, he, I think Lamar had what, like 170 carries or something last year. They're going to want to take that down. They're going to want to limit, you know, the, the injury risk for Lamar. And I think, you go back and you look at what Gus Edwards and Justice Hill did. I think combined they had 200 or so touches, um, you know, and those guys are still there, but Dobbins is better than those guys. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe even a bigger factor is this weird off season we've had where the rookies don't have time to acclimate themselves to the playbook they don't have time to uh, work with the quarterback. They And, you know, I think that you have a team that's Super Bowl ready, Super Bowl aspirations. They're going to lean on Ingram, at least early on. Um, so I think there's room for Dobbins to carve out a role as if, if he can overtake Gus and, and Hill, which I don't think should be a problem. But that still leaves 200 touches plus for Ingram. I, I yeah. think, you know, if you're, if you're the whatever version of zero RB that there is this year and you want to take Ingram as your RB1 and just, like, smash wide receiver and tight end in the first, you know, what, three or four rounds, you know, Ingram's not a bad guy to go with as your RB1 if you're taking that approach. I, I don't yeah. love Ingram, but... I mean, he's going to get touches, and he's on and, and, and in that offense, like he just you know he he's going to have some monster game still. Like sure. it's such a running heavy offense, and people yeah. are so focused on Lamar, it's he's going to kill it time and time again. So, and Dobbins is going to have his days too for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's enough to go around in that offense from a running perspective. Um, you know. Lamar's not a passing quarterback, so he doesn't have receivers or to throw to. But good. He, he does have a. He's got a couple guys out there in Hollywood and and Miles Boykin. Um, you know Willie Sneed back in his heyday was really good, but he's fallen off and, and kind of out of favor. It seems like, but uh, you know, obviously Mark Andrews is there too. So um, I think from a running back standpoint, though, Ingram is is still a safe play. Um, and, and he's not going to cost you a whole hell of a lot. So yeah, exactly, and and I think I think even more so in standard scoring leagues because you have um, Lamar just doesn't pass to the running backs. You know that's yeah. that's the only if there's one knock on Lamar, it's that he doesn't get his running backs involved in the passing game. Um, so in standard scoring leagues, especially, I feel like Ingram and oh, yeah. and, and Dobbins are are fine. Yeah. So. Jumping into uh, last team here with Pittsburgh, um, James Conner was an absolute beast in 2018, and you know, just like Ben being injured in 2019, uh, even with 
Connor being injured in 2019 when he did play, it still really wasn't that great. So, I mean, do you see a bounce back out of Connor or are you expecting more out of the other guys down there? Yeah, you know, it's funny. If Connor is one of the guys that I have done a 180 on this offseason, I was completely prepared to fade Connor uh, this year because I thought he would be going around like RB 15, 16. Um, but he's going in the twenties, you know, early twenties right now. And how, you know, so a couple of things, one is his points per game, especially in PPR leagues, his points per game split with Roethlisberger at quarterback. Um, I think he's five points per game higher with big Ben than he is without him. That's a big difference. Um, two is last year before he got hurt. You know, his, he wasn't efficient. His yards per carry was way down. But before his injury, I was looking at the game logs. He was getting 18 touches a game. Um, and with that offensive line, give me 18 touches a game at RB 21, 22, 23. There aren't a lot of guys in that range that are going to get you that many uh, touches, that much opportunity. Uh, we know what Tomlin does. You know, D'Angelo Williams, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner. He likes to use one guy. I do like McFarland as a wild card. I like McFarland more than the other guys in the backfield um, besides Conner. But, I mean, at some point we have to, to you know, assume that Tomlin is what he says or what he's shown us to be, which is a guy who, who just wants to give one dude the ball. Um I think there are injury question marks about Connor, obviously. Uh, but with this offseason, I think we're going to see injuries anyway. And it's like the one weird offseason where maybe Connor isn't as affected by missing three or four games because a lot of guys might miss three or four games. Yeah, I don't know. That's my thought. I, I, I think he's going to be one of these make-or-break guys where, you know, I think if he plays – He's not going to he's not going to score uh, running back 21, 22 points per game. If he plays, he's going to score, you know, top 12, top 15 points per game. And he's going to get you value. I, I'm, I'm all in on that. And I didn't think I was when I when the offseason started. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't either. I, I'm. I've been buying into him more and more too. Like he keeps climbing up my charts, and um, I'm not sure how high he's gonna f- go. Like at some point, the hype train is gonna the yeah. know, it's gonna be too much on him. But for right now, it's still a super good value. I mean, yeah, everybody's injury prone, and there's always there's question marks around everybody that's going around him. So why not take a guy who was who's done it before? Yeah, and you know, just hope he can do it again. Um, that, that's my thought with him too. So I, I like it a lot. Um, so I mean, well, we're good before we jump into receivers. Uh, John, you are on a sort of special show. We don't usually do things like this, but we're going to announce, uh, we had a contest this week and we're going to have oh, three yeah. more of these, by the way. Uh, we're giving away a footballguys.com all pro subscription and the winner this week uh, is, and I need to find it. I just closed all my stupid windows like an idiot. Um, there we go. Is Chris Wilcox, uh, at Chris M. Wilcox. So his story, by the way, uh, I've been playing fantasy football with my same high school buddy since 2006 and have been a perennial loser. 
They've even named the last place trophy after me. Like, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, brutal. Dude. Oh, Harsh. That's terrible. Love it. Well, this year I won it with Barkley, Aaron Jones, and and D Parker. Needless to say, I think I ended the world. <laughs> that that like, this story just made me laugh, dude. Super underdog story. It was awesome. It wasn't. This isn't exactly the stories I was looking for, but this one made me laugh and made me feel good too. Like you gotta, you gotta root for the underdog here. Oh, um, this this was awesome. Uh, so, Chris, I will be DMing you on on Twitter. I uh, hope you're listening. You got to hear your name called out on the show. Uh, and then I'll be passing along your email address. I'll have to get that from you because uh, the football guys need it to send you your subscription information. So uh, congrats, man. And, and uh, to anybody else who who entered, like I said, we're giving away four or three more of these in the next three weeks. So each week we're giving away one. There'll be a new contest. Look out for the information. I'll probably send it out on late Saturday, like yeah, late Sunday or early Monday or something like that again. Uh, and it'll be going all week until right up to the show. Uh, but no, this is, this is good to read a few of these that we got. We had some other decent ones, but uh, this one, there, was, there was some good entries yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I, Mark, Mark probably Mark Strasberg from this, from the site uh, <laughs> probably had one of the best ones. It, it didn't count because he, for what he didn't tag anybody, but it was like, I went into Monday night up 50 plus points and it was a Washington Philly game, and my opponent had Vic. End of story. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, I know exactly which game you're talking uh, about." That was the one where me the too, me too. Game. It was a, a yards, game. Great game. Oh, brutal, no. dude! Like I went over to my friend's house, and uh, we were drinking some beer. I'm not gonna lie, we drink a lot of beer. Um, <laughs> that game was awful. As a Redskins fan, as an Eagles fan, AJ, I'm sure you were just like, "Oh, it was phenomenal." So anyway, uh, good. Well, good yeah, congrats there. to Chris there. That's, it goes to show you if for all those losers out there, there's uh, <laughs> yeah. there's hope. You're eventually no going to be a winner. <laughs> yeah. No matter how bad you are, you could be like Chris and be the ultimate loser and still exactly. end up winning. Hey. All it's it takes they named the championship trophy after or the loser trophy after him. That's yeah, hilarious. That's, that's, that's so bad. That's brutal. Oh man! But all right, let's jump back into this here. Wide receivers, uh, a lot here. I'm just rip through as fast as possible. OBJ twelve ADP, Juju's eighteen, Green's twenty eight, Landry thirty one, um, Boyd is thirty two, Marquise Brown thirty three, Deontay Johnson forty six. Getting some hype. I feel like the ADP is rising a little bit. Uh, yeah. Then we got some lower end guys here. T Higgins is sixty, Ross seventy two. James Washington at 74, Miles Boykin at 78, and Chase Claypool at 83. Start off right there with those Browns and um, OBJ, 26, Landry. So so last year, right, they finished wide receiver 26, and Landry was wide receiver 13. Um, yet their ADPs this year are pretty much exactly flipped. Yeah. Um, why? Like, are uh, we fooling ourselves here? Or? No, no. I think we're smart. I think give credit to the, the fantasy industry for getting it right. Um, I, I, so here, so last year, I, and I realize, you know, a lot of people are off the, the OBJ train, but I'm, I'm still on for one more year. So last year, Beckham had, he had 74 receptions, 1,035 yards, and everybody acts like he was absolute crap, right? So DJ Shark. 1,008 yards. We all love DJ Shark. A.J. Brown, 1,051 yards. We all love A.J. Brown. Devontae Adams played less than 12 games, had less than 1,000 yards. We all love Devontae Adams. 
Calvin Ridley, less than 900 yards. We all love Calvin Ridley. Like, the guys who you're passing, um, the guys who you're taking to pass up OBJ are in the same situation that OBJ is in. Uh, You know, some more about last year. He averaged 14 yards a catch last year, which is more than the previous three seasons he had. Uh, He had his longest touchdown of his career last year, 89 yards. So the big play potential is still there. Um, he, his big season, uh, his breakout in, um, well, I guess technically his rookie was his breakout, but his hundred catch season in 2016, he was averaging 10 and a half targets a game. And last year he was at eight and a half targets a game. So are we, we saying that an off season where he had surgery, he had the hernia repaired, better offensive line, better coach. We just think that an extra two targets a game for OBJ just isn't realistic. Um, you know, his, his best, one of his best seasons, he was at 8.1 yards per target last year. He was at 7.8 yards per target. I I just don't see the drop off that other people are, are baking into, to the OBJ hate. I don't see it. My only thing with him is that like, he seems to be injured a little too much for me. Um, and he's, even when he's been on the field, granted, yeah, he had Eli, you know, at the end, but he's been inconsistent. We know the talent and the playmaking ability is there, but it's just been inconsistent with me. And that's why I'm off of him. Um, I just, I know he's going to have these blow up games and it's probably going to, you know, bloat his overall value, but I just don't think the consistency is there with him. And consistency is a big deal with me. Like I buy into the Bob Long theory a lot. And yeah, before no, I even knew Bob Long, I, so, I will say like, I didn't, um, I, I was not on that, the consistency train and I, you know, credit to Bob Long, like that, that he is very convincing and has kind of turned me on that situation completely. We're, we have that show later in the off season, man. You're going to tune in yeah. for that one. It is an Absolutely. awesome show. It's one of our favorite guests. <laughs> we love you, Bob. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. So, no, I moving. mean, you know, oh, that's. Yeah, just I think I think OBJ is one of those guys. I think he's going to be he's a polarizing guy where you know he's either you're going to be able to get him outside of the top ten receivers and he's going to finish in the top five, or you know he's you know by the end of the year you're going to be like f this I'm never drafting this guy again. Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm in for one more go round. I'm I'm sure. in. All right. And and with um, with Landry, I, I have no problem with Landry, um, but I don't like his hip situation. Like every everybody's acting like this isn't a big deal. Um, he had hip surgery in I think it was in February, and it was like six to eight months he was supposed to be out. He wasn't even supposed to be back until tr- uh, at some point in training camp. And I think because the off season has been you know, no one's gotten together. I think people have just forgotten that, that like he wouldn't even be there yet. Uh, even though, you know, there would be stuff ramping up right now. Um, you know, hips are not, not an easy fix from what we've seen. And for a guy like Landry, who's all about, you know, going over the middle and, you know, making tough plays, you know, getting that burst. I don't know. That's a big question mark. I feel like people aren't talking about. 
Yeah, honestly, it's something I've kind of forgotten about. I'm not going to lie. So this is a good point. You know, I got to, you know, I do have that range kind of in that range where the ADP is. So, uh, but I do have ODP, OEJ, OBJ a little bit lower. Um, thanks for, thanks for triple, triple IPA. IPA what? Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I do have OBJ ranked a little bit lower than the ADP and some of the consensus, but um, I do have him ranked ahead of, ahead of Landry by, you know, a, a margin close to that. So does does the Austin Hooper signing does that scare you at all with Landry? Uh, so I don't want to give too much away in the later show, but no, not really. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Um so let's dip back over to, to Pittsburgh here and talk about Mr. Juju. So I we mean, we feel like his bad season last year was more of a, a byproduct of poor QB play. Uh, I mean, right? That's that's the way we got to look at that. So, so should should we be still looking at taking Juju ahead of guys like Calvin Ridley, uh a Sutton, and AJ Brown, etc., like in that in that tier yeah. where he's kind of ranked around these guys. Well, he's ahead of all of them right now on Fantasy Pros, but yeah, he Juju is one of those tough ones this year. I I hear I think I think the expectations of a 1400 yard season again are unrealistic, but they, I I do buy into Deontay Johnson. Um, They have said that they want to play Deontay Johnson and Claypool as the outside guys that moves Juju back into the slot. Um, We've seen him and Ben have a good rapport with him playing that position before. Uh, you know, the, if Connor is healthy, then they have a threat in the running game. We talked about the offensive line already. You know, Juju, he's still 23 years old. That's crazy. Um, you know, last year, even with the bad quarterback play, I think Juju played 10 games and he had 75 yards or more in five of the 10 games. So we think about his year last year as this just total tank session, but it, it wasn't as bad as I think we remember. Um, I jotted some guys down that I, I would be comfortable taking Juju ahead of for the upside. And I put down um, Hilton, Lockett, Sutton, Boyd, Ridley, and Cup. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on the Cup one and probably on the Ridley one too, but I don't know. I, I'm We've seen Juju do it. Like I said, I like that he's going to be in the slot, just 23 years old. Good offense, good offensive line. Coach knows how to use him. A lot of upside. I, I, I'm i with you on all of those guys. I've got him ranked ahead of every single one of them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think, oh. uh, I, I mean, I think he's easily going to bounce back this year. He, he's too talented. You know, he's going to really grasp this idea as the number one guy. I mean, he could have done it last year, but it, it was too hard when you don't have a, a relationship with the guy that's throwing you the ball. Um, and then Pittsburgh went and switched him in and out and this and that. And then, you know, he didn't even play from week 12 on. So that doesn't help either. Um, he only had 100, one 100 yard game last year. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, but I, I definitely think, uh, he's in for a bounce back this year for sure. Absolutely. So moving on here, next team, uh, AJ, AJ Green here, uh, coming back off the off the injured year. Um, and he's been injured 
two out of the last three years, pretty good. Um, rookie quarterback coming in, he's age 32 season. I mean, his ADP seems kind of high for yeah, kind of for for where for the risk you're taking with him. I, I feel I mean, like, wh- yeah, I feel like you are literally buying him at, at peak his, value or at least close to it. Um, like, where's the where's the discount? So like he's got a rookie quarterback. That should be a discount. He's coming off a missed season. That should be a discount. He was hurt the year before that. That should be a discount. Well, he was he was he was hurt the year before that, but he played every game. I looked. It was weird. Like I thought he was hurt a lot. I think he like came no, off the field not a bunch. In eighteen. He didn't 17. play every game. That was seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. He didn't play every game. No, Did I look eight, that up? eighteen. He didn't play every game. He missed week one. He played two through eight. They had the bye week. And then he missed 10 through 12, played 13, and then missed the rest of the season. Well, he played in, in like, Where I just looked he had one, <laughs> one reception on one target for seven yards in uh, in week 13. So he was basically gone. Oh, okay. Week. So, duh. I'm looking at. <laughs> so when I was looking at Pro Football Focus, I, yeah. 17, I was looking at 18, every game. 17, and 16, thinking it was 19, 17, and 18. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's. Yeah. So I have yeah. the years off, but yeah, still. So, so yeah, we have, so, and then the, the offensive line being a negative, that should be at least somewhat of a discount. And then on top of that, we have, this is the most talented skill position cast AJ Green's probably ever played with. You know, you got, you have Mixon, you have um, Boyd, you have Higgins, you have Ross as a former first round pick. I know, you know, Auden Tate isn't anything, isn't anything special, but he's a capable receiver as well. I, I mean, there are other options. They, this is not a Andy Dalton funneling the ball to A.J. Green situation. And on top of that, A.J. Green, just as a reminder to everybody, A.J. Green still does not have a long-term contract. I don't even know if he's signed his tender um, for this season. So... I don't know why we're all acting like this is a sure thing. I, am I am I wrong on that contract situation? I don't think I, I have not looked that up. I, uh, I do not know. I'm trying but, to see if I can find it right now, but um, yeah, look I mean, it just says yeah, just says after missing 2019, uh, he's quote unquote fully healthy and working hard, uh, according to the coach. This is on Fantasy Pros. Um, everything's been positive. Blah blah blah. Uh, it doesn't say anything about his his contract there though, and that he signed update, a one year seventeen. April, so. Said he signed a one year seventeen million, almost eighteen million contract with the the, the Bengals, including an. Yeah, so I think he's good this year. I don't money. no, I don't think so. I, I'm looking at um, Albert Breer. This is Sport uh, Track. This uh, the site that you know, does all these contract breakdowns. Yeah, I think that's the the contract they offered him, but he still has to sign the tender. So. Uh, and this said he signed it. I don't know. Well, I, don't know. I don't know. Either don't, way, you're looking at a guy who in two of the last three years that he actually was on the field for at least a game wasn't there for your fantasy playoffs. 16, he was gone after week basically 10. Uh, he had one target in week 11 and got injured. Um, and 17, like we talked about, he was there, but you know, not very, you know, overwhelming performances weeks really from week 11 on 
50, 50 yards, 66 yards, 77, 64, 30 in week 15. That hurts. Uh, 81 in week 16. Not bad on 10 targets, um, six receptions. And then he just was gone all after the bye week in, in week 18. So I just think it's a lot to bank on a guy that, that's been an injury concern. We already talked about the shortened off season. We already talked about soft tissue injuries. He's coming off an injured season. Um, so I, I don't like AJ green this year. Love yeah. the first name. hate the rest of it. <laughs> um, and, and I'd like the player. I mean, I'm an AJ green guy. Yeah. Like I've always, no, I, I always do, tried to I get do him. like him as well, but his situation is just junk and, and there's just no discount built into it. Yeah. So kind of alluded to it earlier, but I mean, do we even care about the Ravens wide receivers? Is there anything to talk about here? Can we just go to tight ends. Um, the, I will say two things about the Ravens wide receivers. Um, one is uh, there are a lot of people smarter than me that are on Marquise Brown. I, I tend to, to use what's happened before to predict the future. And Marquise Brown is, he's like five, nine, one seventy, And the, the list of guys that have been fantasy wide receiver ones, twos, and threes at that size is not long. So, you know, I, I know he's got talent and I know that he will have a, you know, an effective role for that team. But, I mean, at some point, don't we have to factor that the history of football into our decision making? I, would I mean, so. <laughs> yeah. Or do those little lightweight guys just are they able to just run away from everybody else? <laughs> I mean, if you no, can name probably three or four more then I'm I'm all ears. But now I mean, stop my head. Yeah, no. it's, it's the Sean I mean, Jackson is his best bet. Yeah, and that's certainly right. possible. That's that's the one I was leaning towards, but I was like, eh. but, but are we and, confident and, that Lamar is going to throw the ball enough? No, to to give him a Deshaun Jackson ceiling. I'm, that's, I'm that's not. My, that's my problem with him. He is the ultimate best ball type totally. receiver. Totally. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, him and Djax, like the same type of thing. The problem with Brown is that you've got to pay up for him in best ball to where I'm better. I'd rather have other guys. I feel like yeah, where he's going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because people are buying into, you know, those they saw those early blow up games from him last season. And they're like, oh, man, this guy's awesome. And he is. He's awesome. He's talented. It's just not going to be consistent, man. This is not there. I think he's better in real life than he is in fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. So let's finish up here. Tight ends. um, Not (laughs) it's going to be a pretty short topic for most of it. Not a lot to be excited about. But. Got a top guy here, Mark Andrews, being the third tight end off the board. Austin Hooper coming over from Atlanta. It was a beast for them until he got hurt. Uh, he's down to number 10. And then just because Dave Eddy hates the guy so much, I decided to throw Eric <laughs> Ebron on here at number 18. Uh, <laughs> hey, Big Ben's back. He likes his tight ends a little bit. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, but let's start with Mark Andrews, the most interesting one of the bunch here. Obviously, 10 catch season last, 10 touchdown catch last season. Um off 64 receptions. I don't think me personally, I don't think 10 touchdowns is repeatable for just about anybody, but can he do it knowing that Lamar loves to throw to his tight ends, doesn't throw to his running backs, big red zone target. What are we feeling here? Um, 
I, every time I see or hear something about Mark Andrews, the first thing I think of is that uh, that highlight last year where Andrews is throwing his hands up in the end zone and he's like, I'm open. And Lamar throws his hands back up and then like runs into the end zone himself. It's like one of the best NFL highlights ever. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I really like Andrews. Um, there's some crazy stats with him, though. So he didn't even play 50% of the snaps last year, I don't think. Um, they don't have they don't have Aiden Hurst now, so that right. that could change. So and then he, I was looking at um, tight end routes run, uh, and he wasn't even in the top twenty in in routes run by a tight end last year. Um, he didn't play in week seventeen, so his stats would have been even better had he played. So I'm thinking like, okay, there's no way he's not going to be a top three or four tight end. And then literally like right before I came on the show, I saw something that I had never seen before, which is that Andrews has diabetes. He's got type one diabetes, apparently. Heard that. And that makes him a potential, um, put him on the potential vulnerable list for coronavirus. Oh. And so I yep, wish I was true. more prepared to talk about that tonight but i didn't see that until literally right before i came on um but if we ignore that and the the rest of it like you said hearst is gone he's got a bigger role with with hearst gone he's going to you'd have to assume he's going to play more than 50 percent of the snaps you have to assume he's going to be in the top 20 in tight end routes run um i agree with you on the touchdown repeatability that's probably not likely but the rest of it is completely repeatable. Yeah. I, I am totally fine with people who have Andrews as the tight end three or four this year. Yeah. It's like him and Waller and, you know, it's it's a whole couple of guys there. Yeah. Him, Waller and, and Ertz kind of three, four, five, whatever, whatever order you want them in. I feel yeah. like is totally fine. Uh, AJ, do you agree or disagree? Uh, no, I mean, I like Andrews. I definitely think he's, <laughs> He's one of the top targets this year. Uh, touchdown wise, eh, touchdowns are hard to predict. Obviously, yeah. So possible, I think honestly. I think that's that could go either way. I mean, he could have less than ten, or he could have fifteen or more um, if he becomes the only target um, for Lamar. But um, you know, the one interesting stat I'm trying to find in my uh, my my Twitter thing here is um, from Andrew Cooper. Um, at Coop a fiasco is in my Scott fish, uh, 1.02 draft, uh, group that we're talking about. And he's been talking up tight ends all over this chat and basically talking about how you want to target a guy tight end wise. That is your second leading target share getter on your team. And Andrew's, is that guy, but he's only like one of two guys um, that has not hit a hundred targets, but he's got 10 plus touchdowns and, and 95 plus targets. So that's what you want to look for, at least in Scott fish. Um, yeah. And tight end premium leagues in general. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love no, Andrews me, this year. I think he's. I think he's good. I think he's gonna. He's gonna get his. Um, the the diabetes thing is definitely interesting. I I did hear that correlation. Um, I didn't think about it with him personally, but 
I did hear about that correlation with the virus itself. So, I mean, looking at his stats, though, I mean, he really hasn't. He, you know, aside from weeks one and two, he didn't blow up the yardage. Um, you know, week no, six against but yeah, he was very touchdown dependent. Um, so I, I think if if that falls off a little bit, then that could hurt his value, especially for where he's going. Um, but if he, but, I mean, think about it. If if he drops down, let's say from ten to six touchdowns, but if he plays, you know, fifteen percent, twenty percent more snaps, true. runs more routes, you know, in PPR leagues anyway, you're yeah. looking at a guy who's still got who's still got upside, who's still going to probably finish in the top five. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so to me, like, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a guy who's got a decent floor and a super high ceiling, and you can find variables in the stats and where they can get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andrews fit, fits all of that, assuming, like I said, I have to dig more into this diabetes thing. I, I had no idea that he even had that. So Hey, I'll we be- could all go, uh, we could all take whoever we like next is the big next big thing at tight end like we did oj howard last year yeah right i'm gonna i'm gonna drink now aj you can go to the next question yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right sounds good um so we've me. got uh speaking <laughs> speaking of hooper um i mean dude was tight end number one last season until he got injured for atlanta so now that he's in cleveland we've kind of already alluded to this his adp still shows that people are not buying into the repeat are you on board with the non-repeat, or do you think he's going to out-target share everybody there? I think it depends on Landry. I I think if Landry is healthy, then no. I, 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 I'm not buying what he did last year for Atlanta. Um, you know, the, the coach that's come in has talked about running 12 personnel, which, you know, obviously is great. It means Super's going to be on the field. But it yeah. means Njoku is going to be playing too, and I I don't think that anybody understands the lack of Njoku usage over the last two years. So you have to think that he's going to be in the game plan somewhat. They're going to use Hooper in a blocking capacity at least somewhat because that that they they need to protect. So it but it depends on Landry. Um, if Landry's good, then I think Hooper's not. If Landry is banged up, or you believe Landry is going to be banged up, then I think Hooper's a nice flyer if you want to wait on tight end. If you want to wait and take, you know, a Hooper and a Herndon late, something like that, then yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, I just I just don't know yet. I think it depends on Landry. Yeah, it's definitely a good point. I'm not yeah, really I mean, I, honestly, I like I said, I, I didn't really think too much about the hip <clears throat> with Landry, but that's a good point. But I mean, if Landry's there, I'm 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 off. I'm off Hooper. Like, I just don't want anything to do with it. He's the he, <clears throat> people are going to buy into last year too many times, you know, in far too many spots. Not that he's going to go, you know, tight end one, two, or three, but he might go like tight end five or six. And I got him at like tight end eleven or twelve right now. So yeah, I'm not getting. And the, and, and the upside isn't there. That's the other thing. You know, the floor might be there. He might have a nice floor. But, yeah. you know, there's there's too many other options on that team for him to be that big of an upside play for me. I, I don't see it. So that's my Hooper take. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with you. So, 
All right, man. Uh, well, that's all we've got for the NFC North preview. I, I do, however, like Ebron. You you do. Yeah. That's funny. So our uh, our our contest winner jumped on, and said, "All in on Ebron!" Exclamation point. So, well, let me ask fine. you. This. Tell me why. I, I I said this on Twitter the other night, and I was surprised at how much interest it got going into last season on almost everybody's sleeper list last year at tight end was Vance McDonald. So why were we all excited about Vance McDonald last year, but we have no interest in Eric Ebron this year? Cause I don't think Eric Ebron's actually that good. <laughs> neither is Vance McDonald. I, I don't know, man. At least Vance McDonald's made some plays down the field. Ebron yes. was, is literally just a red zone target. And that is it. But um, Vance McDonald also has one of the most, probably highly watched bowl you over knock your ass out <laughs> yeah. trampling stiff moves monster. stiff arms uh of all time so Ebron's i'm gonna give him year, that dude. Ebron's one good year was like what how a crazy number of t- i can't even think of it right now yeah, it was like crazy 12, number of touchdown passes oh. yeah it was a crazy number of touchdown passes with indy yeah. and it was like and he's done almost nothing all right otherwise. well well, look, then I guess it comes down to what you think about Deontay Johnson, then. Because if, if you're not a Deontay Johnson believer, then who do they have in that offense that Ben is going to be comfortable throwing to besides Juju? <laughs> so I do like Deontay Johnson. Um, and yeah, he's obviously going to dump the ball down to Connor. And I think they'll bring in, you know, James Washington and, and Samuels and that to, to help dump down the ball too. Look, I don't I think Ebron okay will be involved. You you're wrong on Ebron. I think Ebron will be involved. I just don't think he's gonna be involved enough to be a startable tight end in a fantasy league. But he's going so late. I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying. There's he, so many other guys I'll take over him. I'll take Jonu Smith, I'll take Jack Doyle. I'll take. Yeah, Doyle's going way too late. I'll give you. I that. will go after a whole bunch of guys over top of him. I, uh, I, you know, I can flip flop right now in my rankings. I've got Blake Jarwin just under Ebron. I could easily flip Jarwin ahead of him. There's so many arguments for Blake Jarwin over Ebron, in my opinion, too, because at least Blake Jarwin has all the Witten shares. Assume, you know, assuming he has all the Witten shares to himself, that's monster. Ebron still has to share the ball with McDonald a little bit. I mean, look, there is that big Ben McDonald connection. So maybe that's going to be a thing still with a limited off season. Yeah, well, maybe. Ben, maybe. Ben, Ben did like Heath Miller when he was there and, you know, they had a good, a uh, good rapport, but Ebron's touchdown year was 2018. He had 13 touchdowns. The rest of his career from 14, 15, 16, 17, and 19, he has one more touchdown between those <laughs> five years than he got in that one year. Um, Target-wise, uh, he had 110 targets that year, but he's he was pretty high in targets in Detroit in 16 and 17, 85 and 86, um, you know, respectively, but he only had one and four touchdowns, respectively. So... I don't know. I mean, I think I think he can be a red zone target, but I think that there there needs to be some sort of report built there um, with Ben. I think he's he's a big bodied guy, 
So I think he could be that that breakout just touchdown guy this year on not a ton of targets. So I, See, I mean, AJ, AJ gets it for where he's going. I think that that he could he can definitely have some value for you, but he's going to be like a Hollywood Brown. He's going to be a best ball guy in my mind. But nobody's and, drafting him, right? Like nobody's actually going to draft him as a tight end one, right? Not as a tight end one. No, maybe, not as a tight end one. A, right, so but, but maybe can, a two or but three. Like, you can get him but in round right. many. <laughs> in in tight end premium, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, so exclude tight end premiums because most of us don't play in that, right? Yeah, right. So let's right. exclude tight end premium and just throw out the normal tight end leagues. Let's say, you know, well, a last lot of people- few rounds, nobody, you, have, you don't have a tight end left, but tight ends 15 through 25, every, well, 15 on are available. You're not taking Ebron. So, yeah, he's a waiver wire ad. He's going to be a streamer tight end. He will have value. He will have games. I just don't think he's going to finish very high, and he's not going to be consistent enough. He's super tight end, super touchdown dependent, um, and I, I don't think, see it changing in this in this in this offense. I think I think we are on the precipice of a potential tight end streaming uh, type of situation in fantasy football. I think for the first time in forever, there are legitimately twenty tight ends a week that could have a good game. And it is entirely possible that some of these people that are out there that are smarter than me are going to going to figure out how to stack their teams with skill position players and stream tight end based on matchup because there's so many athletic guys now that that weren't there before. And I think I think if somebody wants to try that strategy, I guess what I'm saying is I think Ebron fits the mold. That legitimately yeah, no, crushes it, look, my. If that's, uh, if that's the way you're gonna stock. play it, then I, then I can agree with you. I will totally agree with you if that's the way you're gonna play it. I will not take him as my every week tight end. Right, not that's fair. Lyle. Totally so, fair. Yeah, and that's that's where I was going with the best ball thing, and and even in especially in best ball, if you're looking for something to fill out depth in your roster in those later rounds, I think he's a guy I would be okay moving up around maybe two, depending on how my depth looked at the other skill positions to go and grab because he could have these blow up games and if Vance goes down. Who the hell is he going to throw to? He's going to get all of those shares of, of targets. So, you know, all it might take is one wrong stiff arm and his arm gets caught in a helmet and his elbow pops out weird. And oh, that's a bad Bad look on YouTube compared <laughs> to the other ones. So, you know, e- Ebron could gain value really quick. Yeah, no, I, I so well, I'm just going to end it here. I, I do agree <laughs> with, with John, with John here that there are, so, it seems weird to say that tight, the tight end position is deep. Yeah. They're not, not going to score you a ton of points, but like there's so many more guys you can rely on. In compare, like I was in the top like four, five, even six, or miles ahead of the rest. But like after yeah. that, there's a ton of guys that you can rely on. In years past, there was like three other guys you can rely on past yeah. the top three. And it so was like so ugly. This is this is good news because you know yeah. So all right, cool. We're gonna end it here, uh, John. Thank you for coming on. Great yeah. conversation. You no, made I, so I many good it. points. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Um, appreciate it. Remind everybody where they can find you on Twitter and, you know, throughout the Internet and things like that, man. Yeah, um, not many places. 
You can find, <laughs> you can find me right. at, at, uh, at the John Lapresto. Last name is L-A-P-R-E-S-T-O. Um, and then I do uh, Dynasty Rankings for you guys on uh, Fantasy Six Pack. Oh. And then you will find me in lots and lots of Scott Fish mocks. And on the uh, you can probably find me in um, the uh, FS or uh, SFBX uh, hashtag on Twitter. It's probably yeah, you are you are very active on Twitter. I do know that, so that's that's good. I like that, man. Yeah, uh, and yeah, your dynasty rankings are good, so check those out. Uh, they may have a little lag time updating here in the near future because I don't know if you want to share the news, but uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. Mini Lopresto number two is is coming in any day now. Yeah, so, so there might awesome. be a little lag in the dynasty rankings updates. Yeah, I'm thanks. sure yes. you will get to them as soon as you possibly can. Uh, get, get them in sleep, now. <laughs> yeah, glad no, you they, could come to us because I know it's any minute now, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, literally, I may have had to go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was, I had, dude, I had, I had Jonathan Chan on 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 deck, man. It was like, dude, you're jumping in. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready to go. Yeah. So kudos to him. But uh, all right, man. Thanks for coming on. We will right, uh, check you out next time. Cool. Uh, before we close it out, AJ, I do want to just congratulate Chris one more time. Chris Wilcox. Absolutely. He's actually on the uh, the comments here. He's chatting away with us on on Periscope. So uh, congrats yes. to him. I uh, will be buddy. sending his email over to Football Guys, and and hopefully you get your you know your information from them in the next few days. I'm not sure how long it's going to take them, but they will contact you. Uh, so. Again, for everybody who did not win, we will have more contests, three more contests in the next three weeks uh, and and sign up. It's going to be different. We're going to make different things. We don't want the same thing every week. We want we want to have some fun with this. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this week. We did reading the reading the stories we got. So it was it was a good time. So I man, AJ, you got anything else to add? Yeah. Next week's contest is uh, best mustache and Hawaiian shirt. On a podcast, no, Jesus, do not um, listen to screenshots. No, no, we're done. Play, the, cue the music. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, he literally did. Okay, cool. All right, way to go, Jeff. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>